beautiful friends. Welcome to the Arise to Life podcast, where we share real and raw conversations about our sometimes crazy, but always beautiful kind of lives. I'm Madison. Hey, it's Jill. It's me, Sarah. And hey, it's Ashlyn. And we are so excited that you're joining us today. Our desire is to encourage every girl in every season to arise to the abundant life that is waiting for her. Whether you're wrestling your toddlers or having a cup of coffee, we're here to come alongside of you and share the ups and downs of our faith, friendship, and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number six. We just got done a few weeks ago with our last Ashes to Beauty of 2022, and I don't know about you guys, but this was the best one I've had in a long time. It was just amazing. It was good. It was I swear, good. we say that every time, but this one really was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I gave my testimony over spiritual warfare for the first time at A to B, and I just want to talk about that a little bit. But um, a few a few hours before I gave this testimony, um, some of us were just talking to one of our friends, Justin Buchanan. Justin, if you listen, one, that's kind of weird if you do, but two, if you are, shout out to Justin. <laughs> He's but, definitely listening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, we were talking to him, and he said that he had a word from the Lord for me before I gave my testimony. And he said that the word was authority. And he said when Jesus started his ministry, he was preaching to small groups. But as his ministry grew, he was preaching to thousands of people, and he did it with authority. And that authority, you know, I was thinking about that. It doesn't just go for who he was talking to. It goes out to anyone who is a believer. Um, whenever we are saved and we're new in Christ, we have that authority that he has given to us. So right before I gave my testimony, I don't know if you guys know this about me or not. I know all of you do, but I hate public speaking. So I started freaking out. Like, you know, I was trying to go in really confident and um, I started freaking out. <laughs> I was crying <laughs> as I was being prayed over. I hate public speaking so much that in high school, actually it was college, I took an online public speaking class. So like I had to record myself giving a speech and then I would upload it. I feel it. like that would be worse. Well, no, because I didn't have to do it in front, in front of, of anybody. You yeah. just do it in your room or something. So that's my public speaking background. I hate it so much. But after I was prayed over, I started calming down a little bit. And um, I was waiting, you know, to go on stage. And I just started thinking of the word Justin um, gave me. And I just kept saying over myself, authority. You have authority. You know, and I was... A lot of us, I know, we do the affirmations with our kids. So I was doing that to myself. I was like, you are brave. You are strong. You're powerful. All these things. And I was really hyping myself up so much that I almost went on stage too early. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. She was like chomping yeah. at the bit. They tried to play it cool. Like, right. oh, I, I, was, that. I was just yeah, going to wait. I was going to back up real slow. Yeah. So I went up almost too early. And then I caught myself. But... Whenever I was going up there, I just felt this peace. Like, you know, I got up there and the Lord showed me, you do have authority. And I had given you this peace. And as the night went on, I had just women coming up to me and they were sharing the same fears and the warfare that they were going through. And I just want to read this verse real quick. Revelations twelve eleven says that we overcome him. And when they say him, it's talking about Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And with each conversation I had with these women, more and more victory came for them, but not just for them, it came for me too. Um, after I gave the testimony, I was attacked the next morning with the hardest spiritual battle I've ever faced in my life to this date. Um, but that's another testimony for another time. But the battle that went on, it just opened my eyes like never before. And, I, and we all face spiritual battles. None of us are exempt from them. John 16, 33 says that in this world, you will have trials, but fear not, I have overcome the world. 
So whenever you are facing spiritual warfare, it's you're not the only one. I used to think, man, I must be the only one that's going through this right now. And it's not true. That's another lie that Satan will try to use to distract you and, and uh, get you away from everyone else. But um, So now that we know that we all have trials, we all will be in spiritual battles, how do we overcome them? And I want to ask you guys, what are some ways in your life that you overcome a spiritual battle? I know for me, a really big way that I do is just um, not isolating and connecting and having accountability. And so if you know me, you know my tendency is to isolate. I always like want to pull back, especially when things get hard. Um, I don't want to show emotion in front of people. So I just always like when things are hard and I'm scared or upset or whatever, I want to be alone. And so God has surrounded me with incredible friends who, if I'm having a bad day, they know it and they're like going to jump in and be like, what's going on? And as soon as I tell them, they're going to tell me, this is a spiritual battle. This is spiritual warfare. It's a lot easier for other people to see it in your life than it is for you to see it in your own life. And so when you have people that surround you that are going to call you out and say, you're facing a spiritual battle right now, not, you know, like if it's, it's not what you think it is, it's deeper, you know, yeah. and then that really helps kind of snap me out of whatever I'm going through and, and fight the right battle. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important too, to realize who your enemy is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to see a physical person, um, whether you're having a argument with a friend or a spouse, like that's not your enemy. My husband is not my enemy. The enemy is is Satan and he just comes to steal, kill and destroy all things. And so um, realizing that we don't fight a battle against flesh and blood, we fight it against um, the enemy who is just prowling around seeking to who he can devour. And James 4, 7, it says that um, the enemy has to flee. He can't stay there if you declare Jesus as Lord of your life. And so um, in those moments when you're having a battle with your spouse, let's say, realizing like, okay, this is the enemy trying to divide us because the enemy doesn't like unity, right? And so he's trying to divide us. And so in that moment, if we can realize that and come together and say, okay, you have to flee. The enemy has to flee because we're declaring Jesus as Lord of our marriage, as Lord of our home. And so kicking the enemy out, um, that so it's, it's hard to do, especially if you've got pride in your life, which is something that Jill and I talked about on the way here. And it's, it's something that is so common to deal with, but you don't want to come together and be like, okay, together, we're going to get rid of the enemy, the real enemy, because we're a team and we have the Lord on our side. And so we're going to kick the enemy out. And so I think just realizing who we're fighting against mm-hmm. um, really helps. And I think this is where humility is so important in spiritual warfare, because you know, it is hard in those moments to stop fighting the person in front of you and admit I'm wrong and we need to fight this other battle. Um, And then also knowing that it's not a battle that we win on our own. We have to humble ourselves and ask God to come and fight that battle for us. And I think humility is so important in spiritual warfare. Yeah, I think I agree with all of you. I think knowing who your enemy is in that it's not your husband, it's not your spouse, it's not your friends, but once you know who he is and that he hates you, mm-hmm. like he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So once you can focus on the enemy and what his tactics are and what he's trying to do, then it is a little easier to say, you know what, like Michael, and like you said, I can let humility come in because sometimes it just takes like taking a breath mm-hmm. and like just realizing what the moment is. And, you know, like I, I said this at A to B when I did the burning, but you wouldn't let a stranger come into your house and start stealing your stuff if you were home and start trying to hurt your children and destroying and trying to kill stuff. You wouldn't let a stranger, you would fight with all you had. And I feel like that, like 
that's what we have to do. I mean, yes, it's not fresh and blood, but it's spiritual and it's there. And we have to fight like in knowing our enemy, like Ash said, but also knowing our savior. Um, and that you do that through the word, you yeah. get to know him. And so you know that he'll be always whispering when the enemy is screaming too. Yeah, that's good. Um, so a few months ago, I think I've shared this before on here, but so I've, I used to have really bad knee pain, um, because I, I caught in softball, you know, during high school and college, and it was right after we moved to camp, and I was walking, and my knees were hurting so bad, like, I had to keep taking breaks, so I just stopped, and I prayed, and I was like, Lord, I just, I want to be able to walk and talk with you without being in pain, and after that, he healed my knees, and then I didn't share that for probably a week to some people, but after I did start sharing it, the enemy came back, and the knee pain came back. And it was, it was worse. It was worse than it have, had ever been. And for a split second, I almost was like, oh, I got to stop sharing this. Because, I mean, it's back. Like, it's a lie now. It's here. I can't say that I'm healed. But I didn't. And I kept telling people, no, I'm healed. Like, I was healed from this. And the pain got worse for a while. But then it stopped. And I haven't had knee pain in a while. But I knew that that was a spiritual battle, and I knew that the enemy was coming in and trying to get me to stop. I'm just talking about what the Lord had done for me. So that's something I use is, a te- is just telling your testimony over and over, even if sometimes you like you don't want to, but just telling it over and over. But Ephesians 6:10 through 13 says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil." For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And in this passage, Paul is telling us to fight against the enemy, um, that we have to put our strength and faith in the Lord and use every piece of armor. This advice he's giving he's giving us isn't just to the leaders of a church, you know, to the leaders of a ministry. And a lot of times the enemy tries to tell us that, that, oh, you, you can't do this because you may not quote unquote lead in something, right? But this advice he's giving us is for every body, every member of the body of Christ. And for the body to work like it's supposed to, every part of it has to do its job. And we talked about that with the gifts a few weeks ago too. But a huge part of the body of Christ is to armor up and be ready for Satan to attack. So I want to look at some different pieces of the armor. So the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of readiness that come from the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And I know most of us, we played sports in high school, right? Um, so my dad, what? He said Speak he played sports? I thought I, you played soccer. I like in Did you play soccer? Like oh, middle okay. school, I just talk it up a lot sometimes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like Sarah does in most of her stories. She was a boss in soccer. She I said. was called the brick wall. Yeah. Really was. In yeah. elementary? No, right. it was middle school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she so also. Those middle school boys are freakishly strong, okay? She, she also so came Sarah in today. She came in today saying, oh, my thumb's just hanging on by a thread. I about cut my thumb off. Well, she has a paper cut. And it was like a paper cut. <laughs> she has a paper cut, and her thumb is falling off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Brick wall. Carrying on. Okay, I have anyway. authority over spiritual warfare. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said um, that we have to put on all the pieces of armor. Because as you said that, I got to thinking, like, maybe if we're just lacking in one area, that leaves, like, an, a spot. The enemy can just come right in. And so it's not 
it when we armor up, we can't just pick and choose certain ones that we want to armor up with. Like yeah. if we're comp- we have to be completely like you wouldn't go into a battle on the front lines and leave your sword at home. Right. Like you wouldn't yeah. do it, you know. And so um, yeah. I, when you said that, I just thought you know that's so powerful to think like every single piece of our armor needs to be like primed and ready if we're yeah. going to battle. I also um, love how you said that every single person needs to put on their armor. It's not just ministry leaders or preachers or anything mm-hmm. like that. And you know the truth is. There's something valuable in every single person. Every single woman is listening right now. There's something valuable mm-hmm. inside of you, and the enemy wants to destroy that. That's why this armor is so important. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. But it's all about, like, if you're going into battle, what do you do to prepare to go into battle? Right? We put our armor on and everything, but you have to know who you're fighting against. You yeah. can't just go into battle blind. But it makes me think of whenever I was playing sports in high school. My dad was my coach my junior and senior year, and we would always go and scout the opponent, right? We would go and and we would write, and he'd show me, like, so this is what they're doing. This is what we're going to do so we can defeat them. And we would have a battle plan, you know, of sorts, and we would go in, and most of the time, because we were prepared and and had a battle plan, we would come out the victor in that. But it's the same with... um, with the armor and it's the same with the enemy we have to have a battle plan we have to know who we're fighting like you said Mm -hmm. to be able to win the battle so the first piece of armor i want to talk about is the belt of truth and this armor helps us fight against the devil's lies and we as believers we have god's truth uh, through the scriptures he gives us in his word and sarah talked about that earlier that we have to know his word to help us fight the battle and i think that the belt of truth, it's just so important. The enemy is just constantly lying. If constantly, his mouth is moving, yeah. he's lying. Yeah. And if we start to believe the lies that he is speaking into our ears, then we're making truth out of a lie, and that's mm. a stronghold in our lives. That's kind of the definition of a stronghold. And so it's so important that we fight that and take those thoughts captive whenever he's speaking them into our ear and don't let that penetrate our hearts. Yeah. And, and it's taking them captive because it's easy to believe the negative thing about oh, yourself. Yeah. It's harder to believe what the, what God's whispering. That's faith. And you know, I think that's why that faith is work. We mm-hmm. have a deceiver that, you know, knows what lies to give us, you know. Yeah. And he knows if he can't, like, I struggled with my identity for a long time. And if he knows he can't, like, specifically tear me down in that area because I'm strong in that, you know, and I've kind of armored up, like, he'll come at me in a different way. And he'll give me these, like, half-truths that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so just we have to be on guard against that. Yeah. One on note on that, like, he has to study us. So he watches the way I talk. He watches mm-hmm. what I'm doing alone. He watches, you know, so then he knows how to attack me. So it's really, like, taking those thoughts captive is crucial, yeah. really, and yeah. not acting on them. And, I mean, even as we take the thoughts captive, rebuking him in that moment yeah. and saying out loud, I rebuke that lie and I and call it out and then speak truth over that lie. Yeah, because the enemy knows that we have the authority. Mm-hmm. He's just hoping that we don't know it. He's hoping right. we don't know. Uh, yeah. That's exactly right. And so it's super powerful. Um, just, uh, I was thinking about the shoes of peace for the um, body, of for the piece of armor. Um, that I wanted to talk about. And so I, I, I just love how peace is like the shoes. Because if we don't have a solid footing of peace, then we can't wage a war that the enemy comes at us with. Mm. We must um, be rooted in peace to overcome temptations of the enemy. And in Mark 4, um, verse 35, it talks about, um, that's the story where Jesus calms the storm, right? Where he's on the boat. And so um, I was listening to a message from Bill Johnson, and he was talking about this story and said some really cool things, and I just noted them down, and I just wanted to share them because it fit right in with um, the Shoes of Peace. And he said, you can only have authority over the storm that you can sleep in. The place where you have peace is where you have authority to bring peace. 
And it talks about what Jesus did in the situation. And like Jill just mentioned, um, he rebuked the winds and the waves and spoke a released peace. And the chaos that was going on outside of him had to submit to the peace inside of him. Mm. And that was just so powerful because um, we can say all we want, but if we've got chaos going on inside of our lives, um, mm. the enemy enemy's not going to submit to a chaotic spirit inside of us. You know, we have to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit and um, have his peace inside of us so that we can give give that as well. You know, you've heard you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the shield of faith. Um, so the shield of faith from the flaming arrows of Satan. These flaming arrows might look like insults, temptations, setbacks in our lives. But with God's perspective, we can see beyond our circumstances and know that the ultimate victory is ours. And, you know, we think of a shield of faith like something that we're holding in front of us. But back whenever Paul wrote this in Ephesians, you know, it's a different imagery he had in mind. So the shield back then was went all the way from mm-hmm. like your head basically to almost like down to your knees and covered most of your body. And so, you know, we, it, it, it covers like the most vulnerable spots that we have, especially our heart. As I think about this, I'm like, okay, Jill, so I'm supposed to take up a shield of faith, but like, how do you do that? What I would say is that you pray um, that God would arm you with this when the circumstances come your way. And then, you know, this is the only piece of armor where it says, take up your shield of faith. And so I think every moment we have to choose that we are going to take up our shield of faith. And whenever the enemy is firing these arrows at us, it's a choice every single time. And so, you know, as we're putting on our armor, we should be doing it daily. But we need to put on our armor like before the the attacks come at us. Like we don't want to go carry all of it with us and then go into battle and then the arrows start coming and oh, now I'm going to put it on. Like that's what you do in your quiet place. Like in the beginning of the day, in the morning when you're getting together with God and, you're, and things are quiet and things are good and things are peaceful, that's when you put on your armor. Like we don't wait and put it on once the attacks come. So, you know, that's what I think is super important is just armoring up before your day even starts before the attacks come and it's almost like you shouldn't even feel the attacks you know because you're so armored up that whenever they come it's like oh no i'm so filled with the right spirit that the wrong spirit can't get in yeah right well and it's about perspective like if i know that i'm armored and god's like the armor i mean mm-hmm. essentially he's every piece we're talking about mm-hmm. so if if i know i've got that on and I'm, that's what i'm focused on then the enemy doesn't stand a chance right. if we're being honest yeah. i always think a mom with the shield like when she's yeah. giving the testament because yeah. yeah. she carries that big old shield up there <laughs> yeah makes me giggle yeah So the breastplate of righteousness, it protects our hearts. Um, Satan, he likes to attack our hearts, which, you know, that's where our emotions come from. Jill talked about identity. That's where our identity comes from, our trust comes from. For me, it took me a long time to realize that I couldn't trust my emotions because more often than not, they lied to me. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I had to learn after, you know, if I'm being honest, after a battle was lost by me because I wasn't Mm -hmm. armored up. And that's something I had to learn um, to control and to just remember, you know, if if my emotions are telling me this, okay, what does the word say? You know, do they match? And if they don't, then a lot of times it's an attack from the enemy. So that's why the breastplate is so important just to, you know, protect everything about our hearts. 
Um, I'm going to talk about the helmet of salvation. Um, and the devil wants to make us doubt God and doubt our salvation. The helmet protects our minds from doubting God's saving work for us. And when I think about this, I think of when Jesus received the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, he had received the Holy Spirit, so he had just got his salvation on earth. And he was sent immediately into the wilderness where he faced spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. where he faced the enemy head on, basically. And I, I, I was just thinking about that, like how important and like what did the enemy do with him? He tried to make him doubt. Well, if you really are the son of man mm-hmm. or son of God, then do this. Mm-hmm. If you're really the son of God, then do this. And Jesus, what he did, he used the word. He said, right. you know, he threw the word back at him. And we have to, it's crucial that we know the word better than the enemy does. But um, the enemy knows the word. He knows the yeah. word. And he's been studying us, so he knows what we know about the word. But, um... Just to know, like, Jesus was just saved. It was this amazing moment. Like, doves, you know, everything came down. God was really proud, and he was sent to opposition immediately, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, that's, I mean, just knowing that the enemy, like we said earlier, I guess, like, he's always roaring around trying to yeah. trying to make us doubt. And if he can't get us to doubt ourselves, then his next step is to doubt God. Yeah. And you talked about, you know, knowing the word well, and you know, I think that if we are just immersing ourselves in the mm-hmm. word, it's not like memorizing scripture is good, but just like reading all the time, like when once we've read it and it's in our like mind, God can bring it to our mind and he will do that for you. Even if you don't remember it every second of every day when we have a need, if we've read it before, he can bring it to our mind. Like I don't think he's going to bring it to our mind if we haven't read it, but that's why it's just so important to just be in your word all the time. And quit looking at it like just a history book. It's mm-hmm the living like love letter from the creator who created you you know so you're you get to just like hang out with him and it is i mean we like to people don't think it's relatable but there's some stuff in there Mm -hmm. that you're like well that's relatable you know i mean it's super relatable it's living Yeah. Yeah. And I think we have to be hungry for it, too. I think that when we start reading it and we're just reading it as a history book, like you said, it's going to bore us. Mm -hmm. But whenever we start reading it with a hunger to know God more, that's when it really comes alive and it's exciting. And every day you're just looking forward to it. And like there have been times when I was just so hungry. I was so excited every morning when I got up. And then there are other times when I got up and checked a box, Mm -hmm. you know, but when without fail when i pray that god would make me hungry for the word he does that's what i was gonna say if you're not hungry like that is a prayer to pray that's a prayer that i prayed um before because you if you don't like to i'm not a reader i don't like to read i don't like to sit inside and read and so i have to pray that often and thankfully like i have that hunger to be in the word and i think a lot of people are like oh i've got to read two chapters and or it's it's not enough. You know what I mean? And so if you just ask the Lord, like speak to me today through your word, it may be one verse. And if you meditate on that verse all day, like the Lord will take that and apply it to your life and make it applicable. Like you may be praying, it may be right in the situation or maybe something that he's preparing you for in the future um, or something that you need to pray over your husband or your kids or all the things. But People, I think a lot of times are like, oh, I've got to read this much or it doesn't even, it doesn't count for the day. And that's not what the Lord wants. He doesn't want us to check the box. I think, I mean, just get hungry, like Mm -hmm. we said. And it says in there to write it on your door frames, Mm -hmm. write it. So I, like, I think I've encouraged this before, but get index cards out and look scriptures up, even if it's the armor and put them on your mirror your bathroom mirror so it's the first thing you look at when you wake up in the morning you know like put them around your house put them in your kids room and there it's a constant reminder you know when it's posted up there that hey I haven't been in the word today I know that's where I'm going to feel better Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I wrote out like I took 
time to just write out all of the pieces of armor and just my own declaration Mm -hmm. for me putting them on and like why I'm putting them on and stuff. And, and I prayed that God would lead me to the right words and stuff like that. And I just wrote it all out and I have it, you know, where anytime I need to, if I am really struggling, I can just go get it out. And, and it does, I don't have to have it memorized necessarily because I have it written and whenever I need it, I can just refer back Mm -hmm. to that. That's good. Yeah. And I love how just talking about getting in the word, it goes right into the sixth piece of armor. And um, I I just looked this up, but I I really like what it says. And it says it says the sixth piece of armor that Paul discusses in Ephesians six is the sword of the spirit, and it represents the word of God. And for a Roman soldier, the sword served as an offensive weapon against the enemies. When sharpened, the sword could pierce through just about anything, making it a very dangerous tool. And it can be so easy to get on the defensive like to be on the defensive side all the time but i love how the word is the only offensive weapon that we have because we're meant to like when we're talking about spiritual warfare we're meant to fight satan with the word we're meant to use it as a literal sword and pierce through him right Mm -hmm. so that's just what i love about it that it's the only offensive weapon that is talked about so after Paul tells us the armor we should put on ourselves, he tells us in Ephesians six eighteen to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Um, we are armored up, but that armor won't get us far if we are not in constant prayer with our Heavenly Father. Um, surrender to God must also come with our prayers. James 4, 7 tells us, Submit to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee. We all go through phases in our lives, right, when our belt might be falling off. Or if you're like me, it's getting too tight and it doesn't fit right, okay? <laughs> our shield of faith might have holes in it. Our helmet doesn't fit right. Our feet get a little shaky at times. And our breastplate is too heavy. And our sword is dull. And it's in these moments in our lives that we have to stand firm on God's truth. So just like we talked about, whenever, you know, things are getting rough and spiritual warfare is happening, we can go and we can look at the scripture that we wrote down or the truth um, that God has told us. I think it's so important um, to walk in community with one another. Like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron, right? Well, what's the sword? It's made of iron. Mm -hmm. And so um, in those times where, like Madison just said, when our iron is, when our sword is dull, like that's when the community kicks in and is Mm -hmm. like, okay, like I can see that you're struggling, that your breastplate looks a little, it doesn't fit right, all Mm -hmm. those things. And they come alongside of you and sharpen it back up and straighten up. I can literally just picture like straightening up Madison's breastplate, you know, fixing her belt, putting her helmet on right, all the things, you know, and it's like, let's go. Like, come on, we got a battle to to yeah. win essentially because we have yeah, and I know there good. are times yeah. in our life where like you know things are just so heavy and something happens that it's so overwhelming to you that you literally just can't even stop to pray like maybe your child mm-hmm. is in the hospital and it's like you don't even have time you know and you're just like or you can't you don't have the words to say and you just look to your friends and say like I can't do it right now but will you stand in the gap for mm-hmm. me and it's just so important to have those people who can stand yeah. in the gap for yeah. you it is important because spiritual warfare you don't want to go to toes with the enemy on your own no. you know like but we don't stand a chance there mm-hmm. on our own so it's crucial and I think it's knowing our identity like I, I wanted to talk about Ephesians 1 19 and I share this in my testimony but like this every time I hear this verse I want to just like pound my chest right but it says in his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms i like think about that for a minute like that's the same power that lives inside of us yeah Yeah. you know 
And so you need those friends to come and remind you, no, you're not, this isn't your battle. This is you and the Holy Spirit, or this is God's battle. You know, you need that. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking about standing in the gap for people, like I can think about people in my life, like really close to me, that they don't have their armor on. And so the enemy just has footholds in their life. And I think it's really important that those of us that have our armor on, that are in right standing with the Lord, that to stand in the gap for them and pray for them, you know, like it's important because they don't know how to do that themselves. And so, if you you know, I just, I just thought of that thought as you were saying that. Yeah, it's our job. Like, if you think of an army, like, we all have our Mm -hmm. own jobs. Like, you talked about the body, you know, like, our only job wasn't just to make it to heaven. Right. right. You know? Yeah. So before we end, I just want to remind every single person listening that there's something inside of you that the enemy wants to destroy. And so you have to be on guard for these battles or else you will just lay it down and kind of let him wreak havoc on your life. He's out to get every single one of us. He's out to get our kids. He's out to get everything good. It's so important that we take that authority that we've been given and we step in and we battle and we don't just lay down and allow him to wreak havoc on our lives. Yeah. We we have authority, but we have to choose to take it and choose to walk exert it, it, to walk yeah. in it. Like I, I can have the I've had the authority my whole life, but it hasn't been until recently that I'm like, okay, like I have the authority. If my finances are struggling, if my marriage is struggling, like that's tactics of the enemy that's coming in to essentially destroy me. Yeah. And I have the authority to say it may not make my finances go up in my bank account, but I don't have to let it determine my attitude or determine how I live day to day. The enemy has to get out. Like you're not going to take my peace or my joy because of this. And so if we declare Jesus as not just savior, but Lord over every single area, then the enemy has to flee in all of those areas. And so mm-hmm. just knowing that the authority is there. Um, if you're um, a child of God, if you're saved, the authority's there, but you have to take it and you have to declare it and just remember if it's something that's killing stealing or destroying something in my life it is the enemy and he hates you and like you know we like to say we don't like to say we hate no you can hate him it's okay to hate him because he hates you and he wants to kill you he wants to destroy you and he wants to steal from you you know and we also have to remember that when we step out on a path and we get some serious attacks and we experience serious spiritual warfare, we're probably on the right track. Like when we start Mm -hmm. stepping into what God has for us, he's always going to fight harder. Mm -hmm. So just keep, you know, get ready. If you're about to step into something new, get ready because that warfare is going to come, but you have authority over it. Just keep going. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get off, I want you to just think right now about what your battle is that's going on in your life. You know, like Ashlyn said, it could be finances, your marriage, something going on with your kids, whatever it is, think about it and get in the word, armor up, and I want you to take authority over your situation and remember that you have authority. But mm-hmm. that's good. We love you guys. We're thankful for you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.